The Giants lose five zip to the Yankees on opening day. 16 strikeouts, only four hits, and Aaron Judge hits a homer to pour salt into the wound. Let's review. It's only game one. Let's go. What's happening? Thanks for joining us. John Lund Unleashed. Barry, a sports talk with me. John Lund from KBR Radio in San Francisco. You got a brief, brief post-game show from Greg Pop and I. Of course, Greg Pop and I, the voice of the 49ers. On KBR 680 in the Bay Area from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. KBR.com. You can stream us. We got a new app as well, so make sure that you listen every single day. We've got about an hour, so I thought I would add some more. Because it's opening day. We have a lot to discuss. People overreact at Yankee Stadium, the pitch clock, the rules. Farhan already doing Farhan things. Aaron Judge already homering. Um, Logan Webb deserved a better fate. Got to give Logan Webb, or got to give uh, go, uh, Cole, uh, Garrett Cole, pfft, Garrett Cole credit, but not too much credit. You know, there's got to be a happy medium. We'll discuss all those things to the two teams combined to strike out 32 times. And the Giants lose the opener at Yankee Stadium 5-zip. And I hate the day after. I understand there's a bunch of weather issues. But they have weather issues this, this weekend and, and Saturday and Sunday in New York. So move on to Friday. Uh, you get all these things going. You get all hyped up. And then you have an off day on a Friday. It's just I, I don't love the setup. I know why they do it. I just don't love the setup. So I'm not going to bitch and moan. Because first and foremost, I love opening day. Um, the anticipation of it. I was antsy. I couldn't even sleep last night. It was like Christmas. I just, you know, I'm a big baseball guy. I love it. I'm going to head over to the Coliseum tonight, which is why I want to do the uh, do the show early tonight. I want to watch Shohei Otani pitch against the A's up close and personal. Uh, I don't like giving the A's my money because I think that they absolutely screw their fans and have basically been like Major League. They just don't care. The stadium's dirty. Uh, they just don't do a good job. They don't treat their fans well. They're trying to get to Vegas. So I, I don't want to put any money into, into John Fisher's pockets. And, look, it's not a big deal. He's not going to – Fill my money, but for the first time since I've lived here and I've lived in the Bay Area for 12 years, I didn't go to an A's game. My son loves the A's, and I just refuse to give John Fisher any of my money because I just think that what they're doing to their fans is awful. And it's not against the fans. It's not against the organization. It's not against the people in the front office. It's it's John Fisher, and I think he's just doing a horrible job, and then he just profited $60 million, and he's laughing all the way to the bank, and people are saying, hey, sell the team. He's not going to sell the team. I mean, $60 million. Anyway, I don't want to go on an A's tangent. My point is I'm going over to watch Shohei tonight. I love opening day. I think it is awesome. I think just like the day after the Super Bowl, it should be an American holiday. We should get it off. I mean, we're all make, we're making all these rules and laws all the time. Let people go to baseball games, man. Let them feel good. Let them get a sense of community. Uh, I love baseball. I think opening day in New York, uh, kids should have been off school. Uh, opening day next week in San Francisco on the 7th, next month against the, uh, the Royals at Oracle Park should be a holiday. People shouldn't have to go to work. People shouldn't have to go to school. Go be with your community. There should be more community days uh, like that. Take, Get a Monday, get, you know, whatever the case may be. Get with your community. There's so much negative in our world, man. I just, I think opening day is awesome and should be celebrated accordingly. I'm not a politician. Clearly, I don't love talking politics on the show, and I'm not talking politics. I'm simply talking I love opening day. So let's get that out of the way first and foremost. Love baseball. Love opening day. I think it is awesome. And I don't want to be negative today, but let's be realistic about what we saw and let me flash the box score up for you. Let's be realistic about what we saw as far as uh, the Yankees and the Giants. There's your box score right there. And as you can see, only four hits for the Giants, 16 strikeouts for both clubs, especially early in the uh, in the ballgame. Garrett Cole struck out eight of the first nine batters for the Giants. I mean, it, it was atrocious. 
Tyro Estrada had two hits, did steal a base. We'll get into the changes because the rules are a little bit more exciting. But if you're not putting the ball in play, which neither team did, you can do all these things and, and, and implement all these changes and try to get more small ball and more uh, balls in play. But if the teams still want to swing for the fences and drive the ball up in the air then and, and just hack, you know, sit up there and hack and, and just try to hit the ball out of the ballpark, we're going to get a bunch of strikeouts. And we got 32 strikeouts between the two teams. Give it up to Logan Webb. Logan Webb had a Giants franchise record, not just for opening day, but period, 12 strikeouts, so both opening day and all-time. It's the 10th best strikeout performance of all-time. 15 is the all-time record for opening day strikeouts. So 32 combined strikeouts, 23 combined strikeouts for the starters in Garrett Cole and Logan Webb. And as you see, not a lot to see from an offensive perspective on the Giants. Two hits by Tyro Estrada, and he stole a base. Aaron Judge hit the home run. In his first bat, he later had a little dink, a little duck snort into center field and knocked in a run that way as well. So, again, salt into the wound. Uh, second uh, second batter of the game for the Yankees. Aaron Judge takes one of the rare mistakes by Logan by Logan Webb, deposited into center field, gave the Yankees a one nothing lead. That's all they would need. So that's what the box score looked like. 5 nothing. the Giants lose on opening day. Now, look, I'm not going to overreact on opening day and that oh, they can't score runs and they can't do this and they can't do that. But it is discouraging that Logan Webb, and I, I don't know if you saw the game, but if you didn't, suffice to say that Logan Webb outside of Aaron Judge, uh, he walked Anthony Volpe, their rookie shortstop, and we'll get into youth and everything like that in a minute, but they, he walked him that led to kind of a big inning as well to seal it, gave him a couple of runs to give it a 5-0 lead, and that was the final of the game. Uh, Glaber Torres hit an outside pitch that just leaked too much into the center of the plate hit it to right field, and that short porch, he goes oppo a lot. He got a two-run shot after Josh Donaldson had a single. That was it. That was the scoring 5 nothing. Now, so let's give props to Logan Webb. Pitched a great game. Two pitches, really, that were the ones that did him in. But Logan Webb pitched a hell of a game and struck out 12 and deserved a better fate. As far as Garrett Cole is concerned, here's the middle ground that I see on Garrett Cole. He was great. Give him credit. He's the number one starter. On opening day, you're throwing your number one starter, so there's probably going to be a lot of lower scores um, because there's a lot of better pitchers. You're not facing a number five. I think Mike Kruger said, you're not facing a number five starter here, and I'm fine with that. I get it. There's a lot of really good pitching out there, right? The Yankees are going to put more good pitchers out there. The, the Mets put a good pitcher out there pretty much every day. There's deep rotations. The Astros have a great rotation. The Dodgers, not as much as they've been in the past, but still really, really good. Uh, the Padres have a lot of quality starting pitching. I mean, the, the, here's the reality, and here's the point of bringing that up. You can't make the excuse every single time. Oh, that's just great pitching. Give him credit. That's just great pitching. Give him credit. I will give Garrett Cole his due credit, but I will. I, but I can also say, and both these things can be true at once, that the Giants sucked. That they struck out 16 times, only got four hits, two by one player, and they didn't get past second base. And that's that's a terrible major league performance. And I don't care if it's Garrett Cole or Nolan Ryan or. Cy Young or whoever. You got to be better than that. And uh, there was a lot of non-competitive at-bats for the Giants. I'm not panicking on day one. I'm simply telling you what I see from day one. They just did a lot of non-competitive at-bats, and it was a boring game. Now, uh, on that front, let's let's go over to rules for a second. And I'm going to just start here. They can put the stolen base back in the game. There were three stolen bases. Tyro Estrada got one. Anthony Volpe got one. Their rookie shortstop early in the game. I loved seeing it. I think there's going to be guys who are going to steal 60 and 70 bases. I think Trey Turner could steal 75 easy. Before they made the bases bigger and before they uh, 
made it so that base runners could manipulate the pitchers in the way that they can now because of the pitch clock. It was about an 80%, 79.7% that stolen bases were successful. So I don't know why teams weren't doing it anyway. The analytics said it was too big of a risk. But now, I bet with these new rules and these new bases, I bet it's an 85%. Well, then what are you waiting for? It's an 85%. So I just walked like Volpe did, and I, I, I'm at second base, so I hit a double. You know, Tyro Estrada got a single, got to second base. Couldn't do anything with it, but got to second base. And now the guy hits a double. I mean, all of a sudden, there's got to be the logic in there from a numbers standpoint that the ball should be put in play. But teams have not adjusted, and I don't know if they ever will. The philosophy still, and Billy Bean brought it up first, if you hit more home runs than the other team, you win the game. And really, if you look at the playoffs, I think other than like two games last year, the team that hit the most home runs won the game. So baseball can manipulate the game all they want, pitch clocks, stolen bases, all these different things to to encourage the ball being in play. But teams, if teams don't embrace it, in other words, if they just teach the long ball, the long ball, the long ball, swing for the fences, strike out, we don't care. Gabe Kapler, the first year he was here, said he'd rather have his guy watch a strike that they don't think they could drive than to actually swing and, and you know, for a week, for weak contact. Well, weak contact might get you, you know, Aaron Judge popped one between the center fielder and the shortstop and the second baseman. He hit in that little Bermuda triangle. It's hard. You never know what you're going to do if you just hit the damn ball. Don't strike out all the time. But the philosophy of teams still is hit the long ball or nothing, baby. All or nothing. Let's go. So if teams don't change their philosophy, it's not going to matter how baseball tries to manipulate it. That's one game. But the Yankees and the Giants struck out 32 times. Sorry. As I think what Crash and Davis said, that's not democratic. I mean, it's just, it's boring baseball. Uh, Garrett Cole's great. Give him credit. Logan Webb was great. Give him credit. They combined for 23 of the 32 strikeouts. Strikeouts are boring. And for one game, the Yankees, who have a good lineup, and the Giants, not so much, basically did the same thing. They didn't put the ball in play. Difference was the Yankees got a home run from Judge, got a two-run homer from Glaber Torres, and then they manufactured some runs after Logan Webb in his la- against his last batter walked Anthony Volpe, and they, they, they got a big inning out of it. They got a blooper from Aaron Judge. I mean, it wasn't, again, solid contact. They had a walk, a blooper. They did get a base hit in, in into left field, but it wasn't, you know, it was manufactured runs. And I would think baseball's thinking, let's manufacture some more runs. And you would think if you're a team like the Giants, who's not going to go into Yankee Stadium and outslug them, that your strategy might be, let's play a little more small ball. We're not going to outsmash these guys. Let's be smarter. Let's steal bases. Let's get timely hits. Let's... You know, move runners along. But that's 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 a game that is long past, and it's not coming back. And so it's it's fun, and I like stolen bases, and I don't want to harp on this forever, but until teams change the philosophy, this whole, hey, they're going to put the ball in play because there's no shift and all these different things, it's not going to work. It's not going to matter because teams want to just smash the long ball still. And so that's the philosophy of teams, which means we're still going to have 32 strikeout games that aren't overly entertaining like we saw today in New York in the 5 nothing loss. In terms of the other rule changes, I didn't really notice the shift a ton. I don't know about you. Uh, the pitch clock. Now, I was watching on NBC Sports Bay Area. Apparently, they were having technical difficulties still late in the game. I did watch some other games on other networks, Marquee, where the Cubs and the Brewers were playing. I was watching the Red Sox and the Orioles. Uh, they had different things. I was watching, what was it, uh, Nassin or whatever whatever it is with the Nationals. They got beat today by the Braves. So each of them have kind of a different clock. Some of them are diamond-shaped. Some of them turn red at 10 seconds. The, the one on NBC Sports Bay Area locally, 
starts at about 10 seconds. That's when they show the clock. To be honest with you, I just didn't notice all that much. Uh, late in the game, J.D. Davis got the first official, at least for the Giants. Uh, problem is he wasn't in the box. I did see in the Red Sox game, Rafael Devers struck out because he wasn't in the box. Marcus uh, Stroman of the Cubs, uh, he got a ball against him. I mean, it was here and there, but it wasn't a ton. The S show that that, uh, that Jason Stark predicted and said there would be, I didn't see that. Maybe at times there will be that, but I didn't see it as far as that goes. So uh, give me your thoughts, at John Lund Radio. Uh, hit me up at John Lund Radio on Twitter. Put their comments under the comments section here on the YouTube channel. And again, subscribe to the YouTube channel. John Lund Unleashed, Barry Sports Talk. Subscribe on the podcast. We have the podcast as well. Please listen there. If you're on the run, love it if you listen to the podcast. The very same video show is on podcast. And all you have to do is go to your favorite places you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and search John Lund Unleashed. So rule changes-wise, wasn't a big difference for me. I'd love to get your thoughts. And then the one thing that bothered me, I guess, this morning, and again, love opening day, not bitching, not moaning, and it's only one game. want to keep that in mind. But as I woke up and I saw that the Giants had done a Farhan, and he loves this, and this is just Farhan. It's just we live with it. Is it they picked up Matt Beatty, who was an outfielder, first baseman, DH type from the Dodgers. And, of course, the explanation is they know Matt Beatty. They're comfortable with Matt Beatty. That's fine. Uh, he struck out and won at bat, and I'm not holding it against him. He could have hit a home run to the moon. He could have struck out on three pitches. I, it wouldn't have changed my opinion on him. He's a fringe Major League Baseball player. His best season, he had nine home runs, 46 RBIs, and like a 775 uh, OPS. In fact, I think I have. Let me, let me throw on my old man glasses. Here's his stats right here for his career. That's Matt Beatty. I mean, nothing, right? Nothing right home about. Nothing that's going to go, whoa, go that guy. He is, what, 30 years old this year? So, I mean, he's typical. And for every Max Muncy you find, you're going to find a bunch of Matt Beatty's who just do nothing. Yeah, this is latest fine. He's going he's gonna to be great. Okay. But it was the it was the, the at the exception of a Johnson, the center fielder for the Giants, who stole twelve bases and can be put into a game late late for center field, and I'd love for defense, and I'd love to see Bryce Johnson is his name, sorry, uh, and then Mike Ostrzemski can move back to his normal natural right field position for the end of games, and he adds something that the Giants said that they were going to add, talking about Bryce Johnson, which is some youth some athleticism, and some speed. They said in the offseason that their number one priority was defense and number two was athleticism because the shift was going away. They were sh saved last year. They saved 28 runs via the shift last year, did the Giants, number one in baseball. Problem is they were, number, they, were the la they were last in baseball last year in defensive runs saved. So how about that? Which basically means they were so bad defensively, the shift saved them those runs, and they were still last in defensive runs saved. And now there's no shift to save them. So is Lamont Wade better than Brandon Belt at first? I doubt it. Tyro Estrada, same second baseman. Brandon Crawford, same shortstop, but he's going to play a lot less games. He's probably going to play 130, 120, and Tyro's going to move over, and then they're going to move, move VR to second, which is, I think, going to be a nightmare. Just put David VR at third. That's where he plays. Um, so Bryce Johnson, even temporarily for the expense of Matt Beatty, makes no sense whatsoever to me. They already have a million, it feels like, first base, DH, out, corner outfield types. And this guy's 30 years old, and the, and the explanation is Farhan knows him, and Gabe knows him, and blah, blah, blah. No. Move on. It's time to get new blood in here. You don't need a, some it, – it, maybe he's a culture guy. We know him. He's going to be good in the clubhouse. I, I don't. You don't need that. 
You need to get, first of all, guys who prove that they belong should be on the team. Anthony Volpe made the Yankees roster. He's a shortstop in the Yankees. He's a rookie, and he's starting in, in Yankee Stadium on game number one. Stop with this. It's got to be this and this and this and this and this. I know why Kyle Harrison is not here. He has some control issues to work out. You have a deep rotation of six or seven guys. He's not ready to go. I saw that in spring training. But Bryce Johnson made the team, and he gives you athleticism, and he gives you the ability, which is something you don't have, to put in an above-average defensive center fielder, move Mike Yastrzemski to right, and you're better defensively. And he can steal bases. He has speed. He gives you something you don't have. Matt Beatty does not. I know he's a left-handed stick. I get it. But, you know, an, another first-base DH, corner outfielder type, they, I, I just I don't get it. I just don't get it. If a guy makes the roster out of spring training, he deserves to make it, and he gives you something you don't have, that guy should be on the roster. And then youth in general in this game, Roberto Perez may have won the catching job. I, I don't know. But they don't want to give it to Joey Bart. He's 26 years old, and it's a big deal to start opening day. I don't want to hear that it's not. Roberto Perez, he's a veteran. He's earned it. Not on this team, he's not. I thought Joey Bart won the job in spring training. You don't want to give your 26-year-old catcher, hey, you're our opening day guy, you're our guy. Give him a a boost of confidence. Roberto Perez doesn't need to start on opening day. Joey Bart needed to. He wanted to send a signal to that guy that he had won the job. I guess he didn't. Anyway, Bart was diplomatic about it at the end, but I'm sure he was upset he didn't start on opening day. But it's a disturbing trend that your 26-year-old catcher that I know you didn't take with the number two overall pick but supposedly had won the job Clearly didn't win the job, and this is going to be a back-and-forth all season long. And then at third base, David Villar, who I really like but didn't have a great spring, he was the PCL Defensive Player of the Year, or, uh, player of the year and, I, and apparently he had won the job, another young player. No, he didn't because you got to put Wilmer Flores at third base, and the explanation is Wilmer had a great year last year. He's a veteran. He deserves to start on opening day. Who won the job? David Villar won the job. Who's a better defensive player? David Villar is a better defensive player. Wilmer Flores, nothing against him. I really like him. He can play different positions, DH, but he's not a really good defender anywhere. He brings a frying pan to third base, and he's your guy instead of David Vera, who earned the job, the younger player. And overall, Casey Schmidt, it was just he's an afterthought. And he never had a chance to make the team. He's 24 years old. He's not over. He's not that young. He's 24 years old. Went to college. Has been tearing it up. Was your best player defensively in the entire organization during spring training, and he can't even get a sniff to maybe make the team, and you're trying to get better on defense. That was the number one charge in the offseason. He's your best defensive third baseman by a mile. He's a much better option than Tyro Estrada at shortstop when Brandon Crawford needs the inevitable rest that a 36-year-old shortstop needs. He should be in, he should be the shortstop. Keep VR at third and keep Tyro at second. When Brandon Crawford needs a day off, it's going to be Tyro from second to short and VR from third to second. That's not the way to get better defensively. It's not. Keep VR a young player at third. Keep Tyro Estrada a younger player at second. Let them learn their positions and crafts perfectly. Let them get those positions down and simply put Casey Schmidt at short. I don't know what it is. The organization doesn't like to play young players. They just don't have confidence in him. It's always veteran, veteran, veteran. They have one of the oldest teams in the league. What old teams do, they get hurt. So Crawford's not going to play a lot of games just because, and he's going to get hurt anyway. Wilmer Flores is a below-average defensive player. I'll give you Perez as the better defensive player between he and Joey Bart, but I think Joey Bart deserves the opening day nod. You're trying to give him some confidence as a young player. 
and at every turn he doesn't get it. And clearly he's dealing with with mental issues. He's up, he's down, he's hot, he's cold, all those kind of things. And you, you have a chance to give him some confidence and play a young player, which you don't like to do, clearly, and it's Roberto Perez. Don't get it. And it's not Bryce Johnson who can add a speed element and a defense element, which you said you were going to do in the offseason as your number one charge, and you bring Matt Beatty for that last roster spot. Corner outfielder, first baseman, DH, because Farhan and Gabe know him. Great, he's 30, and he's a below-average player in every aspect of the word. He is. If you want to say he's average, you'd be stretching it. Over Bryce Johnson, who earned the spot in spring training. Give it to people who earned it even if they're young players. We're not expecting you to win 100 games this year. Contend for a wild card spot is my expectation with with the Giants. But at the same time, develop some players. When's the last time they developed quality position players? I'll wait. They don't. And not all of it is on the current regime, but in in just seeing the the roster makeup, Sean Jelly's another guy. Sean Jelly had a hell of a spring. Reward a guy for being prepared and having a hell of a spring and making the team. Sean Jelly should have made this team. But the Giants, for some reason, and look, I, 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 maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but I just gave you five, six, seven examples of, of taking the vet over the young guys. And that's their philosophy. I get it. And it gave them a 107-win team one time, but we're seeing further and further. That was an aberration. That was not what the truth is. The truth is people are trying to determine if they're 107 or 81 wins. I'm leaning a lot harder towards 81 than I am 107, but I do think this team, with an infusion of youth, and at some point this year, they're just going to have to do it because this is an older team that's going to have injuries. Brandon Crawford, uh, Wilmer Flores, those kind of guys, the young guys are going to have to be put in there at some point, sink or swim, and they're not that young. David VR is not that young. Casey Schmidt is not that young. <laughs> you know, Tyro Estrada, not that young. I mean, these aren't 19-year-old kids. They're not rushing them. Play the guys and see what they can do. Maybe they give you a spark. If they don't, we already know what Wilmer Flores is going to be. We already know what Roberto Perez is going to be. We already know what Matt Beatty is going to be. We know, and they're not going to lose their confidence. Give young players confidence. Draft, develop. The Giants haven't been developing, and that's their major problem. And you can throw money at guys all you want. And I'm not down on the offseason. You know, Aaron Judge hits a home run. It is what it is. I'm not down on those kind of things. I don't care about the guys they didn't get. I'm okay with Conforto. We'll see. I'm okay with Hanniger, who's already hurt. But the reality is those guys have gotten hurt. And so at some point, you are going to have to throw these guys in the fire. Why not do it early in the season? Just give them a little confidence. Hey, we have confidence in you. We started you on opening day. We have confidence in you. We, we have you on the roster. And then they can go and they can do whatever. Farhan loves to burn the rubber between Sacramento and San Francisco. They're going to go up and down anyway. I just think the guys who earned it out of spring training, you're giving them a boost of confidence that they need because at some point you are going to need these guys. I could be wrong. Give me your thoughts on it. At John Lund Radio. All right, what else did I have today? Let me double-check my notes from the show today, from the uh, game today. Uh, let me see. What else? Uh, 32 combined Ks. 233, time of game. What did you think? 233 was time of game. Estrada, the two hits. I talked about that. Uh, Webb with the career high in strikeouts got into that. Uh, young guys versus old guys. Give Garrett Cole credit. Did that. But, I, again, the middle ground, I can't give him too much because there's great pitching everywhere. Hardly noticed the pitch clock. Uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. 
day off, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's it. Just wanted to double check that I made, that I hit everything. And just to reiterate, I'm not down on the Giants. It's one game. We'll do a lot of these. We'll post-game recap. Wanted to do one on opening day. They lose 5 nothing to the Yankees. The two teams strike out 32 times. The Giants only get four hits. Tyro Estrada got two of them. I'm not down on the Giants. I just, when I saw that Matt Beatty was on the team, when I saw that they don't, that a lot of guys, a couple of guys who I thought should have made the opening day roster didn't, when I didn't see VR, when I didn't see Bart, you know, guys like that that you could have given confidence boost to, I just think it's a, I think it's a mistake, but I'm not Farhan. And he knows a lot more than I do about this whole thing. So 5 nothing Giants lose, not down on the Giants. Just point some stuff out for opening day. That is John Lund Unleashed, various sports talk with me, John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. I'll be back on KMBR tomorrow, KMBR 680, KMBR.com, and the new KMBR app. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the voice of the 49ers, Greg Papa. Great guest list as always. We'll have a poll for you. Make sure that you listen to the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just search John Lund Unleashed, Apple, Spotify, and the rest. And, of course, thank you for watching on the YouTube channel. Comments, put them right here, and I'll answer them. Hit me up at John Lund Radio. And, of course, watch and subscribe on the YouTube channel at John Lund Unleashed Barrier Sports Talk. I am John Lund. This is Unleashed Barrier Sports Talk only on the Locked On Podcast Network.